Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to episode 13 of the Denalysis podcast. Natalie is struggling over there to hold in her laughter. Dan is so cheery today. <laughs> I don't know what has happened. I don't care. It's... Well, it must be unlucky 13. It's, it's filled me with all this vigour and energy and, and pizzazz. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm your host, Danny T. Uh, alongside me, we have co-host and co-friend, Natalie. Thanks. How are you doing, Natalie? Good, thanks. I actually changed my um, Tinder profile oh, really? this week to include co-host of Fantasy Football Podcast. Oh, wow. I haven't even done that on my Tinder. Oh. I'm going to have to update that. Yeah. Thing. I mean, so... I wasn't using Tinder, but obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to find us on Tinder and chat about your FPL team. You know what? I don't even have a URL on Tinder. Maybe I should, and then I can just talk. Yeah, like URLs? Mm. No way. There's oh, a, there's a web thing yeah, now, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. That? So, yeah, if you want to date me... That's... Uh, <laughs> well, I can make it easy for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know we have, like, it's... listeners all over the place as well. Like, we have like, listeners in Norway. So you can get, like, green cards and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah. But you'd have to... You know if you get, like, uh, there's that Tinder Plus or whatever it's called? Yeah. Where you can set your location. You can, like, drop a pin, basically, so you're in, like, another country. Why would anyone do that? Oh, so that I you can know. literally get green cards. <laughs> I, I don't know. You just you just pretend you're somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe maybe say you're going to like Amsterdam next week, so you could like oh, get some some pre pre game. That is in. so good. So there we have it. That's I'm your not, Tinder update. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere recently, but still, I am now newly single from a relationship I wasn't in. So there we have it. That's mm. that's a little bit of insight you get. Right, so, uh, yeah, how'd your week go? How'd your fantasy week go? <laughs> <laughs> next! Okay, next. Um, how did you all... <laughs> oh, I think Ant's the only person in the world who's done worse than me. <gasps> that is so true, actually. Oh, oh my God. God. What oh. if he is this week's twat? <laughs> that would be amazing. It's genuinely plausible. Um, if we need to explain what this is, yeah. Yeah, if you don't know, on Reddit, a user called Tongue in Loftus Cheek, who is absolutely excellent, he has a magazine as well, a fantasy football magazine. Yeah. Anyway, he does these, he started doing them last season, these po- these weekly posts on Reddit for hmm. the worst active team, which obviously acronyms to twat. Yes. Um, it's really good. He's, he's a really good writer. He used to have a blog as well. I don't, hmm. I guess he doesn't update anymore. I think he doesn't update anymore because he's got all this other stuff going on. But he's really funny. He writes really well. Um, yeah. And the twat is generally the highlight of my week. It's, it always used to make me kind of like... Nervous. Yeah. <laughs> well, nervous, yeah, because I could be that one. I've never I been in the top 10,000, so there's no way I could ever be the twat. <laughs> yeah, because that's how it works, yeah, isn't it? He worst, only picks people from the yeah, top. The worst active team in the top 10,000 players. Yeah. And, and the, is, the is not quite well. in the top 10,000, I don't think. <sighs> But, but like, he, he is doing well this year. But, yeah, it always used to, like... It was such good writing. I was like, this is surely going to end one day because you're just doing this for free. Like, you're just doing this for Reddit. It always yeah. amazes me when people do that. Um, I'm feeling pretty good because I still have two players to play. Uh, I, I How many points do you have at the moment? I can't even remember. Um, good. Glad we did the prep I, I, for I'll this tell podcast. You, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you. Oh, I've got my transfers thing open. So, I got 38. Which oh, it's one point below average with two to play. Oh damn, I'm below average. That sucks. Yeah, but um, yeah I have got two, got two to play. But they did take a minus four this week um. uh, to get. Oh wait, no, no. Actually, technically, tell a lie. I've got a little bit more because I got Loftus Cheek to come off the bench Whee! for an extra five. So I would be above average uh, for Sanchez, Davinson Sanchez. Oh, he even yes, played this week for Spurs, which was a, a shocker. Reckon if he did, they would have kept a bloody clean sheet, wouldn't oh, they? Guys, but. Regardless, Elliot and Lascelles, hoping for, I mean, anyone listening to this is going to know the score. It's Please true. be a 1-0 with Lascelles scoring the only goal. Or Elliot. No, Elliot no, scoring no, the only no, goal. No, 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 no. Do you have Burnley boys? Uh, Pope. Yeah, but just do this for me. Oh, I imagine... No, you I, had a good week last week. I'd quite like Pope to say, well, to be quite honest, I'm 10 points below... No... I'm 13 points below average currently, hmm. with only Pope to play. I need oh. a hat-trick from Pope. Oh, oh God. Well, maybe you could just, rather than a hat-trick, just loads of saves. Like, 50 saves. At least two penalty saves. Yeah. A clean sheet, and also lots of other normal saves. Like, 10 bonus points. Just extra bonus points would be so good. Points, yeah. So, yeah, the, I, I mean, you know, whatever. It was, <laughs> it was a pretty average week for a lot of people, I think, because... Yeah. 
all of the big hitters didn't really do it. Absolute chaos, to be honest. And we saw like the, the figures, the amount of people who are going for Aguero for Kane, which kind of baffled me because I was looking at that and thinking, well, surely, you know, Aguero's played a lot of minutes recently and we all know that Pep's prone to the rotation. So why is everyone going Kane to Aguero? Like, yeah. it seems people just thought that he was like super nailed. Yeah. But no one is. No one is safe when Pep's around. <laughs> Nobody. It's true. This week, we're going to primarily be focusing on game week 11 before the international break because I'm very scared of it and also <laughs> I think it's a nice it's it's a nice chop of the table <laughs> correct I, I agree and then in the next couple of episodes we'll look forward to the to the the future correct <laughs> we will look forward to the future um, we've also got two new segments oh how exciting for this episode they'll be popping up All right. should I tell anyone what they are or no they can keep wait a surprise they can wait we don't want to give all away give all away yeah I know but then what if people stop listening because they're not they're not they'll stop listening if we keep doing this okay <laughs> it's time to go okay tell us about West Brom and Man City alright so the first game this is one I'm a little bit of a fanboy for Man City right now so I've got a lot of uh, lot of notes here but mm. Still still playing the great football. Uh, it was a demonic strike from Sane, I thought. like. Yeah, but I didn't notice it being that good. And then everyone was like, oh, look and, at the goal, it's good. I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's just like really good technique. Right. Like, he hits it so smoothly, like the ball doesn't spin in the right. air. And it's just, it's just a really clean connection from a bit of a tight angle. Like, he, he didn't really do anything spectacular. He just shifted it to the side, kicked it. But there was no way anyone was saving it. Um, yeah, br- brilliant football. Like he's in lethal form at the moment. Raheem Sterling, the king of the tap-in. Like ev- this is literally the same goal that he scored like a, a few weeks ago when he what was. It? I can't remember the game now. I wish I had it in front of me, but he scored a very similar goal like a, a few weeks ago where Walker put it into him and he just oh, tapped it right. in from like two yards. Yeah. And that that seems to be a bit of a pattern, like. Man City are great at creating these little these little tasty angles where it's mm-hmm. it's basically impossible to miss. Yeah. Um, and that that move was insane. Like it was just both moves actually like just pinpoint passing, just landing right on the player's feet. Wayful defending from <laughs> from Man City. It was a little bit like uh, the first goal, Jay Rodriguez. I didn't. Yeah. I missed the oh, start. Oh, Edison but... was out. The, just nowhere near the goal. Right? Yeah. So it, it was actually a bit offside. Uh, oh, it was. It, it okay. should have been. It should have been flagged. Yeah. But I thought it, it showed, like, a potential weakness for Man City. Like, um, I think it was very deliberate that West Brom put two strikers up front rather than just the, the one lone striker yeah. as it caused uh, their centre-backs a bit of a problem. Um, and that was an example of it. It should have been, been given offside. But they did get quite a few chances and it was a good finish from um, Jay Rodriguez. But bearing in mind he hadn't scored in, like, 10... Get... It was, like, a really long period of time. Mm-hmm. He hadn't scored for. Jay Rodriguez, who I always forget, isn't foreign. Yes, yes, he's English. I mean, he must have like a Spanish. I assume maybe his dad or is from or some somewhere. Latino place. Exciting, yeah. Latin America. Or his granddad. Latin maybe. England. Yeah. Maybe England is a city, but uh, yeah, like <laughs> so, so he was he was outside. Um, so it, it shouldn't have really been given, but it looked a bit like a game of like online FIFA. Someone just lobbing it forwards. And the defence just go crazy. They're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> um, John Stone's, like, desperately coming across and being like, I don't know which way to go. My, uh, the player hasn't selected me yet. I'm running the wrong way. Um, Higazi's out again. Took a nice little deflection for... Uh, oh, yeah. Who, who, who got that goal? It was... Uh, yeah, Fernandinho. Yeah, so Fernandinho in the points again. Like, yeah. I mean, his assist for, for Sané was great as well. It's, How much is he? 5.1? I think I looked this up. I haven't written it down, but I'm barely yeah. sure he's five point one. Yeah, he's super cheap. I'd put him in the same bracket as where I put Bakayoko last week. Yeah, anti Corey maybe. Like he's a similar yeah, but role. I, oh, I guess yeah, but Decore is more clinical. <laughs> Decore only he only shoots when he's going to score. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas Fernandinho is wasteful. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say it, but now you put it like that. But then. You raised the point a few weeks ago of if you could have three City players, why, why would you, would you have Fernandinho? Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess the counterpoint to that is he does start every game, yeah. but but so does De Bruyne, and he's 
probably more of a threat long term. Yeah. I know. He he was like every single city player. It seems like their their passes go right to the to the feet of the player they intended to. It was a they've set a new record for complete passes. Oh really? Eight hundred. It's either eight hundred forty four or eight hundred eighty four. Yeah. In one game. It's the most complete wow. passes since the since that since passes were counted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since passes since the fifteen hundreds. In like thirteen years or yeah, sixteen years, fifteen. Yeah, they're, they're since two thousand three four since yeah. that season. I I don't know these guys. These guys are just so good. Silver can't finish. That's one. <laughs> That's kind of for sure. Like, did you see how many chances he got? He must no. have had bald silver. Yeah, bald silver. David. Right. No, I didn't. See he that. had a lot of chances, a lot of good chances. And he just and didn't he do just, the ball. He couldn't really hit the target, and then there was one right at the end where he was basically on the penalty spot, and he was turning onto it, and he just kicked it straight at the keeper. Oh. Yeah, it was a decent save, but it kind of I think it shines a light on quite how good Sane is as an option compared to Silva. Yeah. Uh, despite being very similar prices, like with David Silva you are relying on those assists with Sane he's playing a little bit further forward yeah. but also his finishing is, is very good it was always Sane versus Sterling for me yeah and I have Sterling I was thinking about switching to Sane yeah and I was like well yeah this seems like a good idea right now don't do the sideways move but ever. one don't do that and two the reason I got Sterling was because even if he doesn't start I'm conf- like this week yeah I'm confident that he can come on and still and do a goal, goal. like it's, yeah. it doesn't bother it doesn't worry me that, that goal was insane. Like, I, I can't praise it enough just because it, it's insane to see how, like, accurate they can be. And they're under pressure and yeah. they're just, they're in the corner, they're passing it around and everyone just knows where everyone is. And they just play play the perfect pass every time. And then Walker's delivery at the end was perfect. So I, I'd say, you know, Walker's a bit expensive. So I, I can see why people go Otamendi over him. But if he can keep getting assists, like... With Jesus and Sterling, like they both seem to be, they have the knack for yeah. like being there at the right time, just in front of the keeper. I'd much rather have Walker than Otamendi. I mm. just can't afford it. Yeah. Like I need to wildcard again to be able to do to have any defenders who are six million. Yeah. As as I said, the the two up front, it did seem to cause City some problems. So I wonder if that's going to be a tactic people but employ in the future. Else who um, are playing next week? Arsenal. Arsenal next week. Arsenal, I can say for a fact, will not do it <laughs> because Arsenal does not change his tactics. Aww. He does. He, every now and then he does it against Chelsea. Like, it, I just have this this like memory of Chelsea always being the team that we have like a really great performance where Arsenal like press really high and work really hard. They do it once every like three years against Chelsea. I mean, I think this past year we've actually done it a few more times. Like, we obviously had the FA Cup final. Oh yeah. Um, we had the game earlier this season, and we also had the Community Shield. We've beaten them in all of those. Community Shield, I kind of don't really count because it's not it's not important. Against City, we're gonna have our time because every one of City's games they've had like eighty percent possession, mm. and I worry for Arsenal's defense against that kind of possession. Like City play the way that Arsenal want to play, so it's worrying. But we shall come to that later in more detail. That's, yeah, that's oh, all I've got for that game. Aguero, Jesus. Have we talked about this? No, we haven't, really. I don't want either of them anymore. You, you hate the pain. Yeah, hate it's, the struggles. it's too much. If both of them every week... So we discussed last week that we thought it was going to be two on two. Like, one plays... Premier League at the weekend and then plays whatever is in the midweek. Yeah. And then the uh, the next one plays Premier League and then whatever's in the midweek and it just rotates like that. Yeah. If both players were getting goal, like at least two goals. Every game. Every time they <laughs> played in the Premier League. Yeah. I would keep whichever one I had. It's not happening. And then every single person in this stupid match got a yellow card. Yeah. I just don't need it. I don't need the headache. I just really rate Jesus. That that's kind of my reason. Like, I look at the other options and Lacazette. The problem with Lacazette is he's guaranteed to come off around the sort of seventy to eightieth minute yeah. mark, and that was I was in agony watching the game at the weekend because I got him in for Kane this week, and seeing him come off in the eightieth minute with no goal, I was just like head in hands, crying, screaming at my laptop. I I just I really rate Jesus that much. That's that's kind of my reasoning. But but where I've got. Maratta in for Kane hmm. now. Well, I'm thinking, 
well, maybe I'll just get Kane back in for Jesus. Yeah. And then put Sane in in midfield. Yeah. So then I'm not cutting down on my City players. Yeah. I'm just moving them around. It's, it's a weird one. Uh, I almost feel like you, you have to have... Like, my logic is just that because all three of them could be rotated, yeah. two of them could be rotated, and I, I need to have enough playing players that I... I want to have at least one or two City players every game. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm worried about, like, missing out on the, the time they get six, seven goals, especially with Arsenal next week. Like, I, I'm thinking I'm probably going to captain Jesus. Uh, I mean... But he won't play. Surely Aguero will play next week. Is that, I don't know. I don't know. I, we'll see what happens in the Champions League, I guess. Like, mm. uh, Actually, there is one thing that, that I haven't written down here, but I, I wanted to touch on was that... We we don't think they'll play together, right? No, I've written that too. Yeah. I thought you were asking me, but I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's kind of my thinking. because Because whenever I've seen them play both together, Aguero gets a central role, which he's suited to, fine. And Jesus gets put out on the left, which is Sane's spot. Like, right. where Sane's been so effective. But also, you, you kind of blunt Jesus' effectiveness because he's not like the guy who's going to pick up the ball and dribble at someone. Like, he, his greatness is in his movement. Mm. So it's harder for him to impact the game and get goals when he's playing on the wing. Uh, so I just get this impression that it's going to be one or the other. Mm. And maybe you'll see, like, Jesus come on for Aguero or vice versa occasionally. Right. But, I, I mean, obviously Aguero didn't come on at all. So a lot of people captain him and... Uh, they got no points, but obviously it goes to their vice. So I do wonder if it's going to be a thing where if one of them plays, they will just play for the entire game unless they're really struggling and yeah. they need goals. I mean, I feel like that seems, as if I were a manager myself, I feel like that's a more effective way of having a team. Yeah. It's just committing. Like, just rotating properly. Yeah. Not, not like bringing them on 45 exactly. minutes or whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's a tough one. You, you just have to be prepared for that rotation still, but... I do think they're the one team in this league that can get loads of goals and if you have Sané and Sterling like there's still the odd chance that neither of them play and you're like what? <laughs> why is why are there 10 silvers on the pitch? What is this? <laughs> oh, no they still look brilliant even with the two goals conceded and Otamendi obviously very much at fault for a lot of people disappointed this week for the zero points from him I was very chuffed because obviously he's, he's freaking destroyed me when I've had like Sterling playing zero minutes and yeah. um, Crystal Palace versus West Ham. This is a two-two. What a wild ride! It was a wild ride. Palace, nineteen shots mm-hmm. with nine on target. West Ham, six shots, two on target. That's that sounds quite one-sided to me. Would you say that as a one-sided match? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about football to comment. <laughs> um, I mean, you know about arithmetic. Arithmetic? <laughs> arithmetic, yeah, I do. Right? I, yes. I'm very confused about West Ham. I don't understand. I don't understand if they're a bad team. I don't understand if they're a good team. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand why all of their players are so highly priced on FPL. Is it possibly because FPL thought they were going to have a good season? I don't know. Because they made all of these, like, semi-impressive signings. I've no idea. Well, I love Chicha's finish, Chicharito. I love head tennis. There's a lot of that. Uh, I love Loftus-Cheek, especially. I love Mm. extra time. Injury time, even. But most of all, I love this West Ham narrative. Like, (laughs) so they play Spurs in midweek. Yeah. They're 2-0 down. They come back in 15 minutes after a poor performance to win 3-2 against, you know, a pretty strong Spurs team as well. Yeah. It wasn't like they just put out their, their reserves. Yeah. Now they're 2-0 up against Crystal Palace, arguably the worst team in the league. Yeah. If That's if West Ham or not, I guess. <laughs> and they managed to concede not one, but two goals yeah. to uh, to finish with a point. And the second one in the 97th minute. Yeah, it's the first just, one was a penalty, though, to be fair. It was a penalty, yeah, so... I, and obviously Joe Hart. Joe Hart can't... I mean, at least it wasn't Petr Cech, because I'd be like, oh, just let another one in. Um, but no, I, I mean, Loftus-Cheek, I, I love getting that assist because it was so ridiculous. Like, he literally just... It was one of those where he passed it oh, to Zaha, Zaha did, do Zaha, do Zaha do did all the work. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I did actually see the highlights again today because I didn't pick up pick up on this the first time. And when I was watching how they reacted, so uh, it's Antonio running forward with the ball, ni- like 96th minute or whatever. Yeah. And he tries to cross it in rather than holding it in the corner when you oh, know, uh, yeah, West Ham yeah, yeah. are leading yeah. by one goal. Yeah. Uh, so he tries to cross it in. It's a terrible cross and the, the keeper catches it. Oh, no, it was, I think, Tonkins, like, chests it back to, to him keeper, and, he, yeah. and he holds it. And West Ham, like, they just didn't make any effort to get back. They had three players up at the top of the pitch. Yeah. And Crystal Palace were just allowed to walk through. And I, I didn't actually notice it the first time, but there was just no pressure whatsoever. They were allowed to pick their passes. And then when he went to... When Loftus-Cheek went to Zaha on the left, I think it was Ogbonna, like, just let him, like, get on the right outside now. really easily. And... He, they did close off the angle, but I felt like they could have put a lot more pressure on Palace in, into losing the ball, yeah. especially if they want to win that game. And it just, to me, that looked like they either have no confidence or they are very, like, unhappy or like, there's something with the manager. And, I, you know, I love, I quite like Bilic, like a lot of people do, because he's super nice and, and friendly and, like, he always tells things as they are. He doesn't, like, sugarcoat. Yeah. He doesn't try and say, oh, my player didn't elbow him in the face. Like, he'll, he'll take responsibility yeah. for it. But it just looks like they have no confidence or, like, no desire. And that, to me, was like, ooh. I, as much as I love Lanzini and I want the perfect fairy tale ending, like, can't go near those players, surely. Yeah. Palace, on the other hand. Zaha, yeah. the catalyst... Two goals in three games. Yeah, not bad. With with Zaha, it seems to be like always at really important times, really key times. Yeah. So obviously the winner against Chelsea was a very big goal. But he just looked really good. I mean, my historical kind of beef with Zaha has been he plays for Crystal Palace and like he'll have one great game against actually quite commonly against Chelsea. Like he, he tends to show up and get like a really good goal. But then he kind of disappears for like eight games. So I think right. I actually looked this up last time. It yeah. was like, he scored against Chelsea and then he went like nine games before scoring again. So this time it was only one game without scoring, which is... He was injured though, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he came back to the Chelsea game. He played last week, didn't score. And I think they lost 1-0. Yeah, they lost 1-0 to Newcastle. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, how much is he? he, he 6.8. 6.8. And he has really good teeth. He does. He has great teeth. I never knew. He's possibly replaced ASAP Rocky in my... By the way, this person has extreme teeth. <laughs> he, he was kind of funny in the, the post-match. Like, he just seemed like a kid. Yeah. And they him and he, he seems like, quite excitable, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you know, it was, a, it was a good game and I was just... It must be stressful, man, for the fans. And I, I was like, oh, man, this guy. Like, it just came across as really weird, but not like in a, oh, God, this guy needs to shut yeah. up. It was like, he was kind of strangely animated for a footballer when you're so used to footballers talking in this very like yeah. oh well uh, you know it was a good performance we got the points today and yeah. we really dug really in deep and we showed good character and you know the important thing is we got you know like I say like we've got the three points like I say you know like I say. <laughs> so that that is like my football impression yeah. it's a, I'd be great at it you if I was great. if I was better at football and you more could, fit you could do all of the I would be great teams. at the post-match <laughs> so uh, Arsenal if you want if you want someone to just go and pretend to be like Olivier Giroud post-match I'll do it I'll do it would you put on a French accent oh yeah okay. is it because I'm gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> that was not even close is it because I, <laughs> what was I'm that gorgeous. what he was says that gorgeous video, really what was that video funny. for it was like a is it deodorant? I can't remember. No, I, I think it was like a like an inclusion video, like oh, you know, yeah. I can't because I remember Oxley Chamberlain be like, I can't help it that I look like a teenage mutant ninja turtle, and then Giroud says, okay, I can't help it that I'm gorgeous, and then he sprays himself, <laughs> he's shirtless. It's so weird. Anyway. Yeah, fantasy league. I've got some West Ham players. <laughs> You've got some. <laughs> Just in my pocket. <laughs> Are you? Two goals in the uh, cup of midweek. Yeah, very good goal in this game, actually, you should say. And then a goal in this game, 6.9. Don't bother because the fixtures are foul. And West Ham are shit. Correct. But I just thought, you know... Give him a shout out. See how you feel. Uh, Chicharito, you know, finally got his his goal. He's been quiet for a while. I really like the finish. Um... Milo, Milo Jovovic. Oh, is that how you say his name? I need to read I it. I have no idea. 
Milovojevich. I don't think that's right. That's how it's spelled. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you can you can take it to the HR okay. if you have a problem. That West Ham do look bad. Crystal Palace look good. Probably wouldn't go for the defend- defenders, but Loftus Cheek, man. Yeah. Four point five. If you haven't got him and you want a four point five, it's undeniable. Surely, like, I, I didn't really see much of him attacking in this game, but if they're gonna start playing well, I, if him and him and Zaha can strike up a little partnership, I find it hard to recommend Zaha just because six point eight is a lot. Yeah, I agree. especially when you got you know some guys we're gonna talk about in a bit, but it's it's hard to recommend them just yet. Everyone's favorite Man City to West Ham guys, Abletta. Um, um, trying to, f- there are no other Man City to West Ham guys. <laughs> hot. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. Any so Abletta's a favorite. Over hot. <clears throat> okay. Um, has been was. Has been what? this week. Abletta received his fifth yellow card of the season. Great work. This means he is suspended for the next game. Oh, I really know. And we thought we'd use this time, this juncture, to highlight that this is a thing that happens and maybe you should be cautious of some players. You should certainly be wary, good sirs. Um, I'm going to briefly explain what happens when this goes on. Go for it. For lay people like me who don't know what happens when this goes on. So basically, if a player receives five yellow cards... In any domestic competition, so Premier League, the Carabao, FA Cup, and Carabao Cup, Cup. Um, this results in a one-match ban for whatever of the matches yep. is next. Um, this yellow card tally just runs up until the 31st of December. Yeah. So if you receive four yellow cards up until the 31st of December and then you receive a fifth yellow card on the 1st of January it doesn't matter because a new tally has started for the second half of the season exactly uh, in the event that during throughout the season a player receives 10 yellow cards they're then their second ban so their ban for after the second five, set of five yeah yeah is too is a too much ban and then if they do another five yeah then that's a three match ban exactly if you do another five, then you have to go to a hearing. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's ne- <laughs> never happened before, to my knowledge. But it'd be quite funny if someone got 20 yellow cards. Like, I love it. That's exceptional work. I think it is quite exciting. So uh, just uh, to run back a bit. So if, yes, you got, if you got four yellow cards mm-hmm. before the 31st of December, yeah. and you went on to get five after, after the 31st oh, of December, it's still... you would get a one-match ban. Yeah. But then if you get one more after that right that because that's 10 yellow cards in the season season. is that another ban i think so i think i think that's right Hmm. um i didn't understand it written down but Hmm. now you've put it like that yes i think you do the first half of the season yellow cards only get erased to a point so if you do get less than 10 overall Hmm. then the two halves are separate but the the general crux of the situation is yeah. if you get five yellow cards in a row, essentially, yeah. you, you're going to get a match ban. Yeah, one match ban, yeah. So Leroy Ferrer's for Swansea has already had this, mm. and we didn't notice because, yeah. I mean, who did? But players who are currently on four yellow cards, Tom Davis, Oriel Ramu, how do you say that? Ramu. Yeah, him. Otamendi who I think is probably the most prolific one. That's a standout choice here, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Joe Allen, Punchin, Hayden at Newcastle, Ashley Williams, Rudiger, Adam Smith and Tommy Smith. Hmm. So the ones that jump out there are Otamendi, yeah. Rudiger, maybe the two Smiths. Like I, I don't know too many people who've got like Bournemouth and um, Huddersfield. Huddersfield defenders and I think there are better Huddersfield defenders than, than Smith, but... Yeah, that's kind of an interesting one. So Otamendi, obviously coming up against Arsenal next. Could definitely see him getting a card in that. I'm prepared for him to miss yeah. the game week. The following game. What is it? Game week 12. Yeah. I'm assuming that is going to happen. Essentially, that's that's something to be wary of. If you have Otamendi, Rudiger, any of these players we've just listed, have someone on the bench to replace them just in case. Because I remember uh, last season, Diego Costa was on four yellow cards. Oh. 
And there, there was a cool Reddit post on this before where they went through, he got like loads of points in that period where everyone said he was going to get yellow cards and people put, I was one of them, like not getting him in for that reason. Yeah. And he was like super prolific. So it doesn't always work that way. But no. when you've got a, a central defender, I think their yellow card risk is a lot higher, yeah. especially a guy like Otamendi, he likes to dive into tackles and, and challenges. So, so yeah, definitely watch out for that. Numero... Three is Arsenal Swansea. Yes. So this game, this is the one I watched. Uh, I have one note for this, and it's uh-huh. Kolasinac, the big Bosnian. <laughs> How do you feel about Kolasinac? Uh, 14 point ball, what a baller. Good. Good man. Good I'm man. still not keen on relying on defenders to score. Um, That's my only uh, take on Are you place. saying Arsenal's defence is bad, Natalie? Yeah. Because <laughs> I would agree. I would definitely agree. Yeah, six like six million for someone who I think isn't going to keep clean sheets might yeah. not start. He's got a, his a hip. His hip is hurting. Yeah, uh, on the FPL site it's saying seventy five percent chance of starting, but I wouldn't trust that. You need to get the official news on like Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wary after after last week with but the I, Kane mess up. But I don't think I'd get him in for this week anyway. Yeah, because do you want to know the next two fixtures? They're not good. Well, there we go. It's uh, Man City and Spurs. And then Burnley after that. Which I guess you could say they probably will struggle to score. Like, Burnley will struggle to score, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely can't see Arsenal keep a clean sheet against City, that's for sure. No, but... And if Kane's back, he has a freaking great record against Arsenal. Yeah. So, definitely a good option, but just not right now, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, someone said... Someone on the old Redito, they said something about when, you know, Arsenal look solid, he, he could be an option. And I was like, yeah, but it's kind of like wishing for pigs to fly because yeah. you're wishing for Arsenal to look solid which simply never happens mm. the only the only way I could be comfortable having an Arsenal defender in my team is if I never watched Arsenal play <laughs> because then I wouldn't see all of the defensive like mishaps and, yeah. and messes so I, I guess my takeaways from this like Arsenal the, the, the main players they have um, you've got Sanchez he Oh, well, he did actually put Koscielny in for a chance that he should have scored. Uh, Koscielny is a bit wasteful there. I didn't think he looked amazing. Like, Sanchez still not justifying his price. I don't think anyone needs to even think about Sanchez even being on the pitch. Yeah. It's just like a differential, though, isn't it? It's like if you... It's nice to know how he played. Like an £11 million differential. Yeah, but, oh, but if you think about like last season, you know, you got that hat trick against West Ham that. out of just, nowhere. You just don't need. I it's. I don't think it bears thinking about. I know. I know. I just want to talk about him. Just okay. want to. Just want to give you my take. You can talk about him, and I'm going to shut you down. <laughs> Sanchez, uh, Lacazette, he found it quite hard to get in the game. I think he put a really good like back heel through to Özil in the the goal, uh, Kolasinac's goal. And Kalasnach was really, really good, actually. Like, he was probably the standout player. Really nice pullback for Ramsey. Ramsey at 7. Is he 7.1 or 7.0? still 7. Ramsey is the only Arsenal player I would think about getting. Yeah. Because he is comparatively so cheap. Yeah. And does suddenly seem to be doing things. Yeah, so 21 points in his last two. (laughs) Before that, it was like... 3-6, 3-0, 3-6, obviously didn't play against Watford. Yeah, he, he looks to be hitting some form. I always just worry that it's, it's a bit of a full storm with Ramsey because we had that season a few years ago where he was on fire. Yeah. And it was great having him because he was so cheap and he was mm. so good. I, I, I can't quite pinpoint if he's going to reach that kind of form again. I mean, I hope so from an Arsenal perspective. Yeah. But the way I look at it, you know, you've got the City boys in midfield. You've got... Obviously, Spurs have kind of not gone off the boil, but like Ericsson hasn't returned in two games for the first time this season. Yeah, did have like fairly tough fixtures, but it's hard to um, it's hard to recommend him over one of those like big boys, like the, the City boys, yeah. because I just think watching the games, they're so much more involved. They they have so much more chance to score. I guess it depends on how much money you have. And yeah. what you've done with the rest of your team. Yeah. But if you if you're floating around seven million you can't afford the likes of Sane and Sterling. Yeah, I'm just looking then. at what what I could do here, like with my team, like I've got Ericsson, Sane, Sterling, right? 
So those are like my three midfielders. Yeah. But you could get rid of one of those three, downgrade to Ramsey, and then one of the 4.5 midfielders could be like a gross. Exactly. Um, I'm just going for the really like asshole way of approaching it where I'm like, no, I just want the big scorers, the yeah. big expensive boys. <laughs> and, but you get what you pay for there. It's like those guys are, the reason they're more expensive is because they're always in the positions. Yeah. I think Arsenal are... Are struggling a bit more and Ramsey isn't going to return every game but if you spread that across like two players who are like key for their teams maybe it's a good shout yeah see how he does against City and, and Spurs because those are tough games for Arsenal yeah. to score in uh, particularly Spurs because they have a, a lot more of a solid defence um, Swansea I mean Abraham assist that was nice yeah, yeah. it was always good uh, I didn't, didn't really they weren't very impressive. I mean, they scored from their first attack, to be honest. And away from home is where they've been quite good this season. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Arsenal, in the second half, they, they kind of performed a lot better. And I don't think Arsenal had too much trouble breaking them down. It was fairly comfortable in the end. Anything to add about Swan- the Swans? No. I've been a bit disappointed just because of my, my Norton move. I'm thinking about maybe getting rid of him this week. Mm-hmm. But they have Brighton next, and I'm like... <sighs> Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to play Fabianski. No. No. No, I, I've got that gross worry. And I, also Swansea at home where their form has been quite bad. So I looked at them and I thought, oh, their fixtures are good besides Arsenal. And now like, I'm not sure any of their fixtures yeah. are good because they're, they're, they're not conceding loads. Like they're not getting hammered, but they're but dropping one, one goal a game. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, I can't afford that. Yeah. So yeah, that was a bit disappointing. But on we go to the <laughs> Liverpool and the Huddersfield yeah. How did they do? Well, my only tweet from at the Denalysis this week. Follow us on Twitter. Please. <laughs> uh, came during this game with Lursel. And his eight points, despite conceding three goals, saved a penalty, didn't yeah. he? What a, what a good man. Genius. There's, a, there's little more I could say. It's well, just I've spoken, simply... I've spoken bad about him for the last couple of weeks, but... He's been decent. Redeemed like, himself, hasn't he? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little save. Made himself big. Pretty poor penalty from Salah. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people are disappointed because I think quite a few captained him this week. But he still got the assist. Still came out of it in the end. Firmino for the goal, which was interesting. Uh, first one since August. Correct. Everyone seemed to forget about Firmino when they were en masse getting rid of Kane. Could it be because his last goal was in August? Yeah, <laughs> Yes, but I didn't even contemplate it. Yeah, he didn't even think. No, he wasn't... At no point was he an option, which in hindsight was absolutely ridiculous because Mm. we've got Huddersfield this week, West Ham next week. Mm. Oh, West Ham. Ooh, that's a good one. That's the one I'm worried about not having a Liverpool player for. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that was an oversight. Yeah. On my personal part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um... Well, three goals from three different players, which yes. I, I quite liked, uh, spreading them around. Uh, so, poor Smithy, <laughs> oh, my man. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's been a bit of a catalogue of errors for Huddersfield. Like, there was the game against Spurs where his lover was at, at fault for two of them. There was one where he missed the interception, Kane was through on goal. Yeah. And there was also the other one where he tackled Ericsson, which went straight through to Ben Davis. Now, this week, Tommy Smith is the, uh, the, culprit. the guilty culprit. <laughs> Where he... What did he do? It was um, Sturridge's goal. He pulled... No, he went He went to head the ball, get it clear. And it went, like, straight to Star. Oh, he might have kicked it, I can't remember. But it went straight to Sturridge. Was also Tommy Smith not the guy penalised for the yellow... You know, he I... got the yellow card for the penalty. The penalty. He could well have been. I'm pretty sure it was he him. He could well have been. I actually didn't think to look at that, but... Yeah, it, he pulled back whoever it was. Right. And he was like, what are you talking... And no one appealed for the penalty. So this is it. No one asked for it, and the refs just gave it. It comes in twos every time. Like, one That's of their true. defenders yeah, makes true. two mistakes, yeah. and they're fatal. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the first um, the first goal, straight into the path of Sturridge. She oh. finishes it really nicely, chipping Lursel. But it was just one of those where I was like, oh, why, why does this always happen to you? Yeah, yeah. Pretty damning XG for Huddersfield in this game was 0.07. So oh. they didn't create many chances. <laughs> but... Uh, I think Liverpool played quite well. Like, Wijnaldum's goal was incredible. Like, just really, really good strike. 
yeah, there wasn't really much else that happened in this. So a clean sheet for Liverpool, I guess, was, was yeah. exciting for people. Yeah, but does anyone have a Liverpool defender? Some people in our league did. I saw someone had Matip. The thing with this game week overall is it was all pretty uninspiring. Like, just not much. No one's really... You know, I quite liked it, though. And I did. I'll tell you why I liked it, because I didn't do exceptionally well, but I like that it's it's kind of put rest to, like, the template team thing. Yeah. Because I hate when Fantasy League becomes template. Mm. And, it's and everyone's like, got the same Everyone's team. got Lukaku, everyone's got Mkhitaryan, everyone's yeah. got Phil Jones, and... Everyone's hate, just got three Man United players. Yeah, I hate I hated that at the start of the season where it was just everyone had the same players. Yeah. And I was like, I'm trying to be different. Now I think you've got like good options in like the the sort of five to like six point range. Yeah. Even in the six to seven uh, six point to seven point in midfield, you have that decision like, do I play three like high value midfielders or do I go for like two of the, the more mid-priced ones and two of the high-priced ones. Yeah. Do I go, go for the three premium strikers? And then this week you would have suffered for that because yeah. not many of them really returned. So I, I do find that super interesting. But I don't know what's up next. Uh, we got the... The, the Leverton the inquiry. Lever- okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for so, the applause. Leicester versus Everton. Leverton. Yes. Hope you get it. This was a nice game, wasn't it? Well, it would have been. If uh, Okazaki had started. You have the eyes of an actual murderer right now. I don't understand. <laughs> Look, I just really don't understand managers and stuff. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't care for what's going on. Just play the players that I have in my fantasy team. You know? It's, it's frankly disrespectful that they do not. It is. It genuinely is. Claude Puel, man. Who do you, th- who do you no think you are? no one can decide how this man is said. Definitely not Puel. Well, it's... Ugh. I hate that's P- ugly. I hate Puel. I think that sounds ridiculous. Like Puella Deville. Well, it's just his name, isn't it? Oh. Gonna have to get over it. I don't like the sound of him either. <laughs> I don't remember him at Southampton. As uh, last season. Yeah, I don't remember. It. <laughs> just, just a lot of boring football. Yeah. Like Southampton every season. I guess. I think the most notable man in this match was Damari Gray. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, who's currently priced at 5.3 million. Yeah. I like it. That's very... <laughs> I like, I like, it. <laughs> I like the look. very cheap. Yeah. Damari Gray did look great. Like, the first goal, the Vardy goal, obviously he didn't get any points for it, yeah. but it was uh, Leighton Baines taking, like, a, a free kick. Damari Gray picks up the ball and just absolutely skins the... Uh, Runs with it for 80 yards. Yeah, yeah. And then picks out the perfect pass to Mares and then Mares who you will remember I had for three weeks of two point, two point and one point, I think. And I got rid of him. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, I did get rid of him for Sterling, so it's fine. Yeah. But now he's got like 10 points every week or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is this one of those things, though, where I wish the player who'd actually done the good stuff... Yeah, gets the points. Yeah. But that's why I don't go for, go for guys like David Silva. Like, you always have this frustration where it's like, he's such a good player, why is it he getting points? Yeah. But, that, that's the game of fantasy, you know. Damari Gray got the goal in the end. Yeah. But it was a bit of a lucky goal. John Joe Kenny. He obviously had this, like, warm-up thing last week where if you missed it, like, he, he was just doing this, like, Ronaldinho skill, but really, really badly and slowly. <laughs> it was really terrible. And now this week, he gets, <laughs> gets a ball kicked, you know, towards goal. He's in front of it. He goes to kick it, and it just, like, slides backwards off his foot, beating, uh, beating Pickford's. Where it probably would have been saved, I think, if he hadn't touched it. Yeah, a little bit unfortunate there. So I, I, I'd always advise caution with this because Everton have been really, really poor recently. They yeah. still haven't got a manager. Uh, David Unsworth is caretaker manager at the moment. I think he, he wants it though. He wants a job. He wants it so bad. Whether or not he's going to get it is another thing. I mean, perhaps very notable about this game was that he didn't play any of the the signings apart from Wayne Rooney. So. You had Sigurdsson on the bench, you had Martina on the bench, Klassen on the bench. He did opt for a slightly, uh, he opted for Mares behind Jamie Vardy rather than two strikers. He's 8.4 at the moment and he did play really well in the game. Could be relevant because Mares has this aptitude for performing when a manager gets sacked. (laughs) I guess Jamie Vardy does to an extent too. Mm. Leicester seem to permanently be going, permanently be in this state of flux where they need a new manager to yeah, start performing it's very again. Weird. 
Uh, they, I think they have a pretty tough fixture up next. So they have Stoke. They don't have a pretty tough fixture. Ignore no. that. <laughs> it's uh, Man City after that is oh, what yeah. I meant. So after the international break. Yeah. Stay the hell away from Everton. Nothing to say about them. As Guy Mowbray said <laughs> at the start of the match, Everton, in a kit to match their season, grey. Oh, miserable. <laughs> Poor guys. It was. Um, one more notable thing. Basically, Chilwell was... Uh, he, he played left wing in this game, or left midfield or whatever. He's actually listed as a defender, and it's 4.3 at the moment. Mm-hmm. See if he plays next week, because it looks like Puel might, you know, might look to give the likes of Gray and Chilwell more of a chance. Uh, Man United Tottenham. This was good, and wasn't it? I've good, entertaining game. got nothing on this. Literally nothing. This was the kind of result I was expecting. Yeah. I thought... This would be the result. Yeah. And other than that, I have nothing to say. Yeah. Ali came close. Uh, super close. fine margins. Close is not good enough, is it? He arguably should have scored before Man United got their goal. Mm. And then, really, some uncharacteristically poor defending from Spurs let United in. And that was about it, really. I mean, yeah. I guess the only one thing is Davinson Sanchez is a guy I had. Fortunately, I get... Ruben Loftus-Cheek in for him now but I, I don't know did that make an impact maybe because they had Deer in the cent- centre of defence and he seemed to kind of be at fault for, for this goal Man United again like a very very ruthless performance a good record from Man United they've had 15 goals scored at home this season in 5 games and also 5 clean sheets so that's really really impressive form and Phil Jones 9 points uh, Bright ha- Brighton and Hove. I was going to call them Brighthampton versus the Southamptons. This was a bit of, bit of a bore. Disappointment all round, really. Yeah, unless you're a Pascal Gross owner. Yeah. Seven points yet again. Another assist. I heard that he's only behind Kevin De Bruyne and was it David Silva for assists? I think it's got to the point where he's undeniable. Like, if you have got a slot in that team... He is you undeniable. You cannot deny him. You cannot deny him. <laughs> if you've got space in your team yeah. for someone of that price, yeah. that I don't think you even need to think about looking elsewhere, yeah. that he's where you go. Yeah, because we, we mentioned last week him, I think Richarlison and Moy, right? Yeah. Those are... Richarlison can't freaking score. Oh, what's happened? Like, what's, what's, definitely not of his head. Um... <laughs> Pascal Gross, like he's just been so consistent. Obviously, last year he he was like top of the Bundesliga for like chances created. So he he's clearly got some hella talent. Um, and, and five point eight is like a, a steal. Yeah. So definitely, if you go for that price range, like go for someone at five point eight. And how much money do you have to play with for your defense or your strikers? And yeah, it's, it's sure. really good. Uh, my favorite thing about this match is Buffal. Why are you a little bitch? Like what the hell? Yeah. He done that whole thing, that whole narrative, running up to the manager, why are you playing with it? And then he plays him and he does absolutely nothing. Yeah. And he gets subbed off. Particularly. For Redmond. You know, it's not a. a you play in Brighton. Yeah. Like, you score that wonder goal. Yeah, oh, well, you got to pick me every week now because I'm the best. Look what I can do. Yeah. Oh, wait, I can't score against Brighton. I can't create any chances. I can't do anything. Like, <laughs> just the commentators, like, he's done. Okay, they were so like <laughs> so scathing with yeah. their like condescension. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, Watford versus Stoke. Uh, Watford, fifteen shots, mm-hmm. zero on target. Unbelievable. Uh, Stoke, six shots, two on target. I've got a bit of a situation with Firmino where he hasn't got me points in ages, yeah. but I'm getting that like you know uh, you know of the, the got- sunken cost fallacy. It's like the idea where you like keep pumping money into something because you're like we've One we've invested too it. much now, right? Like, and you you start to develop like an em- emotional attachment to yeah. it, so you don't stop. But the problem is you're actually maximizing your losses rather than making the perfect product or the perfect thing. Yeah, I think since I've got him, maybe he's only had like one assist yeah. or something. I don't know. So I, I had him in the explosive week where he got like 11 points or yeah. something. That was like one of the first weeks I had him and I was like, wow, what a transfer. Every week <laughs> since then, it's been like one point, zero point, one point, two points. But he does have Everton next, so... Who knows what could happen. It's away from home as well, where Watford's form's been slightly better than their home form. Mm-hmm. So, Everton and West Ham in the next two, and then Newcastle. Like, 
they're all teams that have struggled to score, so I, I'm kind of okay with that. And yeah. keep him for a few more weeks. Uh, who got the goal? Can't remember. Fletcher. Oh yeah, Fletcher. Literally never get him. <laughs> he, I, I, I said this last year. Like I remember, I remember like Chris had him. Oh. And I he had him on the bench, and he kept he scored like two goals in like two weeks. So yeah. Every week I was just like. Don't play him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he kept scoring. It was yeah. really stupid. I didn't realise that was him, but I remember it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not much more to say about this Watford-Stoke match, apart from... Deeney versus Allen. As if Deeney hadn't proved two weeks ago that he was already a horrific, ogreous person. Yeah. He went and did this, and is now... What did you say? He's been... Well, he's been penalised for it in yeah, some Yeah, so he's form. been penalised for violent conduct, which I think is probably going to be, like, three to five games. So I didn't actually see the, the official, like, sentencing. I don't know. There might be, like, an appeals process, too. Right. But yeah, but you can't, like... You just you can't, can't just... argue with it. I mean, you see his eyes, like... Uh, basically, for anyone who missed it, like... I can't, I can't remember even what happened so someone, before... Someone had kicked the... Peters was... Oh, no, that was before that. Someone was down. Yeah. So the ball was kicked out. Right. And then when it came back in, Deeney took it, whereas Joe Allen thought that Stoke should have had it. Yeah. And he went, Deeney kicked it, and then Joe Allen went up to him. Yeah. And Deeney just rammed his hands into, into Joe Allen's cheeks. cheeks. Yeah. It's, it and was he had horrible. the most horrible, like, psychopathic look on his face yeah. where he was kind of smiling and his eyes were big and you could see his teeth and it was like... Oh, God, what are you going to do, man? Yeah, it wasn't pleasant at all. It was really nasty. Uh, by the way, a little update. Still nil-nil, Burnley Newcastle. That's what I need. Along for the uh, Clean Sheet Cup. So, the last the last game we have on this is Bournemouth-Chelsea. Yeah, I've got not much. So, I got Maratta in, yeah. uh, where Kane was concerned. And was kind of fine with his assist. I was like, we couldn't, mm. like, I couldn't really have asked for much better yeah. from anyone. And I think Maratta did still play well. He like played he really did, well, I thought. He did get a He few, just couldn't score. Few, that was yeah. the problem. And then there was one that was offside and that he put in. And then it was like, oh, it's offside. Stupid rule. After this game, I got a bit hyped because I was like, oh, Bournemouth, like have a, a <laughs> sea of greens coming up. And yeah. I was thinking, do I go back to Ake for 4.9? Have Bournemouth kept a clean sheet this season? Yeah, they have. Because uh, there was that one where Ake got like nine points. Oh, you're there? right. I'm just going through now quickly. Nil nil against Why Leicester. Why don't you just click on a Bournemouth player on the transfers page? Oh, this is fairly quick. Um, I would have done this, but I can't get internet on my laptop. Yeah, sad times. Yeah, they've kept one clean sheet all season. Like, and you really want to start looking at Bournemouth well, defenders? Well, it's because I'm a hipster. You know this about me. This is why I went for Davinson Sanchez. I guess. And I've got some money at the moment, so I was like, I might go for Ake, no one else is going to have him. Yeah. And maybe he'll get those nine points, because I think when they do keep a clean sheet, he is the He's guy. The and it's the, this wasn't based purely on conjecture. Like, I did think Bournemouth played really well. And they did. possibly the thing that gave me pause was watching Begovic and be like, you know what, I don't trust this keeper. He looks a bit eccentric. Who's Bournemouth's second keeper? Boric. Yes. Yeah, so he was a starting keeper last year. Yeah. Begovic is a really good goalkeeper. He just seems to be making weird decisions at times. Mm. And it's so kind of similar to Czech. Like, I don't know if it's just these keepers in their sort of twilight years. They just start to go a little bit more crazy <laughs> than they used to be. Yeah, other than that, Morata, I thought, played really well. Mm. Hazard created a lot of chances. Um, I didn't think he was outstanding, but stats-wise he was good, which obviously yeah. plays into the, the uh, BPS. Yeah. And he got the goal, which came from a, a pretty disappointing Simon Francis mistake. And he seems to be making quite a few lately. I, I seem to remember last week he made a few errors in, in defence. So, so, yeah, he's not playing particularly well. Chelsea with the first clean sheet in forever. Oh, that's and true. Bournemouth didn't really threaten them, to be honest. I guess that wasn't their game plan, though, was it? So. Yeah, I, I think Eddie Howe was quite disappointed because he likes his teams to play football and like get on the ground and pass around, but they just couldn't get a hold of it. I think they got a bit more into it in the second half, but there was just a, a, a quite a gap in quality, and mm. you saw Morata getting like so many good chances, and on another day he could have had two or three goals. So yeah, I, overall I thought Chelsea put in a really good performance with Kante coming back. Like looks good for them. And yep. So what I really have to say. Are there any other players in that game? I mean, Azpilicueta got the two bonus again. He's he's up to 6.7 now. 
It's too much. Too much for defenders. I don't want any. I mean, I've got Alonso, who I think I bought for 7.1, and now he's down for six point down to 6.9. Again, sunk cost fallacy. I'm holding on. <laughs> Come on, Alonso. Get, get that decisive goal against Man United. That's yeah. what I want. Um, so, should we do a quick look ahead to yep. Week 11 and Clean Sheet Cup? Yeah. Righto. So, early kickoffs, Stoke versus Leicester. So, everything's in two, get, in two days this, yep. uh, this week. That's quite nice, isn't it? I like it to be succinct and like it's, it's over in two days and I don't have to worry about, oh, like this person has four people playing on Monday. And yeah, I guess. I'm going to drop in the table. Like, I do kind of like this. Stoke Leicester, what are your thoughts? Oh, I guess Leicester will do some stuff, won't they? Well, yeah, it's, I'm excited to see how Leicester play against a team that isn't Everton. Mm, I hope Okazaki plays. I don't think he will. I think it's going to be the same lineup. Mm, I think I'm going to get rid of Okazaki. Yeah. You know what? Oh, I'm almost tempted to get rid of Norton for Chilwell now. Get some money. <laughs> oh, I like it. Who, who else was I going to look at? So I, I mentioned De Gea earlier. The, the other option was a Burnley defender. We'll just get, just get Pope in. Yeah, that was the other option as well. Why didn't I just do that? I Forced know. it to Pope. You're yeah, a genius. It's true. <laughs> You're a wizard, Natalie. Thank you. Well done. That's what they call me. I um, just want that Chilwell, like, assist and clean sheet or something, though. Like, uh, the 4.3 genius. I'm, I'm getting too swept up in that. Leicester probably going to lose to Stoke. Well, who knows? Um, these three o'clocks are like two weeks ago where we were like, they're all nil-nils. Huddersfield, West Brom, American Huddersfield can win that. I'd like for Huddersfield to win it, yeah. I've got no interest in that game whatsoever. Yeah, I will literally have one player playing. At three o'clock? Oh wait, no, because I'll have Newcastle as well. Um, in, the, in this entire Saturday. All of my players are like Chelsea, Watford, Man City, Arsenal and Spurs. <laughs> I have a couple... So I could have, I could potentially have, if I got Pope in, I could have him for Burnley and I could have Lascelles for, for Newcastle. Mm. Other than that, no one. Well, there we go. Should we actually talk about the matches? We can do. How does it feel West Brom? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. Newcastle, Bournemouth. 1-0 to Newcastle. Because no, no. Bournemouth can't keep clean sheets. Maybe. Well, I mean, okay. One this season. Uh, Southampton, Burnley. No, no. 1-0 to Burnley. Do you think? Yeah. Go oh, so... We Will spoke, Chris Wood be back? Yeah, we spoke last week about Chris Wood and Sam Vokes. Vokes is on the bench tonight. Yeah. Against whoever, Newcastle. Newcastle. But Chris Wood is not in the squad. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. R.I.P. Chris. Yeah, so who knows? No, Chris, don't do this. Who knows? Oh, my goodness. Still no no. How exciting. I don't even know how far in the game it is. Oh, it must be half-time. Um, yeah, so... Back to the fixtures that we were talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Southampton, Burnley, nil nil. Yeah, Swansea, Brighton. Nil nil. I I would literally say I might even put an accumulator on for like all of these games being one nil, like Huddersfield one nil, Newcastle one nil, Burnley one nil. Maybe I'll put one for being all being nil nil. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's see who wins. It's gonna be wild. It's definitely gonna be one of us. Okay. This is how football betting works. Yeah, I reckon Brighton would win that against Swansea. Uh, the half half five, also known as five thirty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, American, the Americans wouldn't get that. They, they get really they confused. So for the Americans, five thirty. It's, it's not going to be that time for you anyway. It's, it's going to be a completely different that's time. That's very correct. Uh, West Ham, Liverpool. That that could be quite good. Isn't it? I really. I want can to... see West Ham just li- winning this because that that is the narrative of West Ham. Maybe, but I want Coutinho back for this. Yeah. I want Coutinho back in my team. So this one I wouldn't say is going to be 1-0. This one I'd say is going to be at least like 2-1 or 3-1 or something. Mm. Spurs Palace? Yeah, so Super Sunday. This is a genuine Super Sunday. Got to be up at midday. Oh. Are we going to make it? I will do it for Harry Kane if he's back. Listeners, it's my birthday on Friday. Oh yeah, happy birthday. Thanks. Um, So there's no way we're going to be up on Sunday early enough to watch this because... Can we just have someone bring in a laptop with the game on and we'll just be like, yeah, just leave it on the table there. It'll be on BT Sport, this one, though. I have nowhere... Oh, yeah, the 12 o'clock ones are always BT. And then Man City versus Arsenal after that. And then Chelsea versus Man United. Oh, my God. It's insane. So much football. I'm off work on the Monday as well. I might just go down the pub on my own. Oh, damn. 
That sounds great, actually. The park. Do you have any holiday? Yeah, I totally have holiday. I can book There's no way off. you have holiday. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't used it all. I'm not in a band anymore. I didn't, I didn't book clothes off. Take next, next Monday off. Next Monday. All right. Let's just do a two-day two bender. Two-day bender. Lads, fantastic. it's going to be wild. This is just going to be like all those oh, times yes. I've tried to get Dan's have bellinis with me and we never <laughs> have. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So the midday kickoff, Spurs Crystal Palace. We'll be hoping that Kane is back. Obviously, listeners, keep an eye on the uh, the Harry Kane news. Yeah. We'll tweet about it, I guess we Maybe. can do. I'm passionate enough about Kane that I will tweet yeah. <laughs> for this. Still, I, I think even without Kane, Spurs will surely have too much and they'll sweep him away by a few goals, right? Yeah, I hope so. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do let a couple from Palace slide in. I if I'm playing Loftus-Cheek this week. No, I haven't got him set up to play. But um, so yeah, Spurs will probably win. I probably won't play Zaha for this, but I would play my Spurs defender. Hopefully he actually plays this week. Yeah. Um, Man City versus Arsenal, 2-15. Goals galore, I, I predict. I'm really worried about these two fixtures. This Tell us why you're worried. And Chelsea, Man United. I just don't... Like, they're games that I feel like I can't... Me and my small amount of football knowledge <laughs> can't predict, and I don't know where they're going to go. You don't like it. No, you I, don't like the uncertainty. I really don't like it. Well, I can't predict it. I, I mean, I, we mentioned this earlier, but I can't see Arsene Wenger putting two up front or anything like that because that would just be too out of character like he doesn't change tactics I don't even like know that. what would he do like Giroud and Lacazette together yeah it'd either be Giroud and Lacazette or like think how uh, tiny Giroud Lacazette and would look next to Giroud pretty pretty tiny <laughs> Man City Arsenal I, I suspect that Arsenal will get hammered but they will score which is why I'm leaving Lacazette in and uh, Unfortunately, I made the mistake of believing in Arsenal again and thinking, oh yeah, I'll bring Lacazette in this week. Oh, that'd be a great idea. And I can captain an Arsenal player. And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember why I never do this. <laughs> because it's, it's been the yeah. reason for my poor performance every year in Fantasy League. Especially like, you know, post Van Persie. So Man City are just on too good form. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a really entertaining match. That's what I'm looking forward to because... You're not seeing uh, Arsenal managed by Wenger up against Man City managed by Jose Mourinho. You're seeing a Pep Guardiola, like ex-Barcelona, yeah. like a guy who loves to play football versus a guy who loves to play football. And that, I think, makes it a very, very interesting contest and will be highly entertaining, I hope. I mean, Sane scored in this fixture last year. I, th- I think I captained him. It's either going to be uh, him or Jesus, I think. Or if Kane's back, I'll go for Kane. On, say the next one because I'm scared. Um, so there are two <laughs> at four thirty. Uh, the first being Chelsea Man United. Yeah, I don't know. I've got Morata. I'll play him. The end. And that's that. Yeah. Open and shut case. Well, I'm definitely playing Alonso because he's my boy. I assume Mourinho will do the thing where he's like, "Yes, I'm going to set up defensively. I'll just wait for them to." Uh... <laughs> wait for them to. I'll wait not for them score. to come to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine so. Uh, it's away from home, so they they did. I think thought they were a bit more ambitious against Spurs, Definitely. and now we're looking at another away from home game. And you have to think, yeah, maybe Jose's gonna try and get the point, and maybe get something on on the break. I I have this down as a Chelsea win personally, and then Everton Watford. I guess Watford are going to... Watford clean sheet. Come on, Firmenia, come through. Yeah. Firmenia, clean sheet and goal. I mean, I think something special will have to happen at Everton. To to score. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the week. Like, something wild will have to... Yeah. Someone will have to go in and hit some people. Yeah. For anything to happen with Everton. It's almost like I'm just doubtful of Watford's ability to keep clean sheets rather than um, Everton being good at scoring, so... That's a tough one to call, but maybe Takuro will have another shot on target. Yeah, may- maybe that would be that would change everything. <laughs> well, that kind of sums up this week. I, do you want to do a clean sheet cup? That's a great Sunday, and I do want to do a clean sheet cup. What are you saying? I'm gonna have to write it down because, as discussed multiple times. Oh my goodness! I can't access the internet. Can I get an extra ten points for predicting the result? No, Dan, that's not the aim of the game. You're just picking a team who's gonna keep a clean sheet. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. It's gonna be the boys. The boys in Burnley. Dan. The boys in Claret with a one nil victory. You picked Burnley last week, so I couldn't have Burnley. 
So I pick, I, no, I picked a nil nil, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, but I still don't think it's fair that you, to pick the same match. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll switch up. No, switch. no, no, no. You, can, I'm saying I couldn't have picked Burnley. Right, just right. Being I, Burnley. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. You can have Burnley, but then next time I'm definitely picking first. Should, uh, yeah. Should we have like a? We'll alternate it. So like. I think you we should. I think we have generally been alternating. First. Okay. But these two, just these last two weeks, you picked first. Right. Um. This is a sound. I might take Brighton. Brighton versus yeah. the Swans. Yeah. Oh no. You're betraying Tammy Abraham for me. Tammy, it's okay, don't listen to her. I She's... also might get Tammy Abraham in. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really like any of these yeah, clean I, sheets. If if I'm looking at all of those games, like it would be Spurs is the most nailed on one for me, but But I feel like that defence has been like you don't know who's going to defend who's going to be defending yeah yeah who's going to be there so I don't know I think those and Brighton are the best two shouts of what's remaining I'm going to go for Brighton then alright I could do with it good good times guys good times wow over on slightly again was hoping to keep this to an hour but I just couldn't keep my mouth shut about Man City no so, we did a lot of chatting about Tinder as well oh yeah the Tinder stuff was good though high quality content <laughs> I really enjoyed that yeah that was, that was a lot of football for one day feeling quite tired now but it's been a pleasure as always, always. Um, you can contact us via email you can at hello at the yeah <laughs> and you can also follow us on Twitter at the and basically, hit us up with your questions. If you, you want any of our opinions on specific things, you have any suggestions, you want to play the clean sheet cup as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just email us, just have a chat, yeah. tweet us, follow us. Yeah, mates, like us on Tinder. Swipe right. Always swipe right. Only if you're hot. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but we, we like having fans of the podcast too, so... Yeah. So... You know, everyone changed their Tinder profile picture to their fantasy team. That would be the... Imagine we had the listener base to make Tinder just like... We're a big YouTuber or something. We could just get everyone on Tinder to have FPL profile pics. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be so How many likes do you reckon I would get? (laughs) How many right swipes do you reckon I'd get for my... uh, my FP, my highest scoring FPL team was my profile pick. No, you'd have to just have your team every week. Yeah, yeah. And then if you respected that person's choices, mm. then you'd swipe right. <laughs> and if you thought... If We've you just like, come up with a business idea. Oh, my God. Tinder yes. for FPL fans. <laughs> this is it. This is the... This is the real... I don't know if that. I genuinely don't know if there'd be enough women. I, there's already not enough women swiping right on Tinder, so... <laughs> unless you're a freaking model, yeah. so... Oh, something we have mentioned or oh, what's that it's not fantasy related but i think it's nice okay i'm always down for nice things the the new the new edition of a uh, football manager oh yeah this is cool it's gonna have gay men in it yeah so yeah it'll only be on your regen like your, your, your new, new gens they call them yeah where it's like players who don't exist because um, obviously they don't want to out players who either are gay. out players who are secretly gay or out someone who is straight. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be pretty funny. I <laughs> to an extent, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know they originally had uh, the the Brexit stuff they added yeah. in last year. I forgot about that. Until and now they're adding in today. gay players, and it it's something they said they picked up on in real life where. Like players had almost had a boost, like in the gay community yeah. of like shirt sales and yeah. stuff, where yeah. a player had come out as gay and like the gay community had seen that as a really positive thing. So I think that's another another good thing, like for video games and for football in general, especially with the nature of of homophobia in football. Yeah. So it's definitely nice to see them doing that mm-hmm. and supporting that. Um, anything else on the agenda? Yeah. 